GM, GM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, dobre utra, labrit. That is basically the way how we do it here, Web3 space in Europe. I'm happy to have everyone on a weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, you know, this European touch. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT, and as always, I'm your host, Nikita Tsikaluk, and I'm here to grow together with you. Make sure that you share this space, because we are live. And today with me, I have one of the most amazing, one of the most talented representatives of digital fashion, a true digital fashion artist gam, Steffi Funk. GMGM once again, and I'm happy that you are on Origins XYZ, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. Um, it's an honor. Um, welcome, guys. If you don't know who I am, I'm Steffi Fung. I'm a digital fashion artist in a web-free space. I have a strong feeling that the audience that will join us today has strong understanding of who you are, but... Regardless, the goal of today's space will be to dive a bit deeper to find where, where you get this inspiration, determination for what you do. What was your origin story before joining all this digital space? And also clarify a couple of things around the narrative and tra trajectory in which this digital fashion is moving. I know that you were on the space of... Uh, Conrad Radio Creator, a friend of mine, Ben, a couple of days ago. So I do believe you should have pretty good understanding of how Rag Radio spaces work. I do believe you feel yourself pretty comfortable here today. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm happy to talk about my work. And also, I suppose where digital fashion will be going is always a... A really interesting question because digital fashion is such a new industry. But I suppose um, in terms of where I started, even before digital fashion, it wasn't really a place I thought I would land in. It wasn't a place that for when I was a young kid, I knew what digital fashion was because it didn't really exist when I was a kid or even teenager, right? So before I became a, a digital fashion artist, I was a graphic designer and I moved into 3D, actually. So from graphic design to then the 3D motion designer. And then finally, I moved into digital fashion. And that so happened because I worked on a project with this collective called DigiGirl. And they are a 3D uh, collective, which uh, is, consists of more so women-led and LGBTQ plus uh, 3D artists. And if you guys don't know, in the 3D space, it is pretty male-dominated. So I just really wanted to find a community that I could talk to and relate to. And they were commissioned by a, de a luxury department store in London to create a digital fashion collection. Now, these collections were actually, they exist. They were physical. They were real. And so they wanted us to digitalize it. And so at that time, I didn't know what digital fashion was. I actually just came upon that project because they needed some 3D artists to help with the environment, to help with the camera animation, to help with the texturing. And when I, I suppose, when I started working with the team, I think there were about two digital fashion artists there and three 3D artists, which include myself. 
And I was watching them create these digital fashion pieces out of nothing. And they, I think they were using Clo3D or Marvelous Designer, which are the 3D programs that you need um, to create these digital garments. And I was watching them do it. And I thought, wow, this is fascinating. And I learned from that project that the premise of digital fashion is actually 3D. It's, it's, it's fashion, it's 3D, it's tech all together. So... I realized that it wasn't far of a jump for me to learn, especially com coming from a 3D background. And especially when the pandemic hit and I got all my time back, because um, I used to travel into London to the office Monday to Friday. Uh, every day I would commute three hours going there, coming back. So, you know, even just having three hours of my this time back was a huge this amount of time. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, I was relieved having this time back and uh, I started to learn digital fashion and I learned it all online. Wow. It seems like you found the right people at the right time. And whenever I hear inspiring stories like this, and here I can mention, for example, Megan Kaspar, who also believed in the blockchain technology and Bitcoin back in the days, you need to be ready to dive deeper with all of your hat just to learn the space, just to just to find the way how to innovate, just to find the way how you can be among this 10, maybe 100 people who understand the space. And while everyone will be laughing at you, uh, showing fingers, you'll be delivering, you'll be making the result out there. I do believe that's exactly the way how you mastered what you do right now, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes, but I want to say huge congratulations actually to you on your latest drop. I have been following your drop for a while. I've been seeing all these reminders uh, of how much time is left. And I do believe altogether you managed to, uh, you managed to sell 403 editions, which is a lot which is massive. And I mean, the piece itself, and I just pinned it, at the top, it looks amazing. Can you just describe the feeling of this emotions of this gratitude you're feeling right now? Because this is the latest drop. It, it, it just finished minting yesterday. I just congratulated you yesterday. How are you feeling right now? Thank you so much, Nikki, for keeping up to date with that. Yes, I recently minted a collection with audio galleries on OpenSea from last Friday, and it finished yesterday. And we sold 403 editions, which is absolutely insane. I just, I've never sold that many before. And so I really give a huge thanks to audio galleries for helping to support me on that. And they gave me that opportunity and a platform on OpenSea. And uh, the feeling, oh, every single time I do a drop, I have an, uh, this imposter feeling that what if nobody buys? What if nobody cares? And I think every single NFT artist feels this way. And every but time especially... you have more and more people coming because your brand is growing, yeah. because your expertise is growing, and people who are doubting you like a couple of years ago, they're like, hey, when's the next drop? And actually, I'm one of those. <laughs> 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 thank you and well for me it was it was hard because i i didn't want to set my expectations too high you know it was just for me when i'm whenever i'm doing a digital fashion drop i'm always just hoping that i'm able to share 
digital fashion or just digital fashion knowledge to people. So people who, as in, if you think about digital fashion as a whole in the web free space, it's not that big at the current moment. So my aim with digital fashion is to like spread and well, spread awareness and also showcase beautiful art at the same time. And so having that many people mint an edition of one of my artworks is amazing. And especially during, you know, the market right now is quite slow, I would say, in the NFT space. So I'm absolutely honored that people uh, wanted to take a, pe- a piece of my arts with them. Yeah, definitely a big shout out to Ben uh, with Audio Galleries. It's been and it is a huge success. And the fact that you managed to get this success you managed to onboard more people you managed to connect with all of them through your latest collection during the bear market it just shows that you're you're on the right way you're doing it right and uh, all this wonders that you have whether it's going to mint out or not it's perfectly fine it's going to be there in years from now but you see the results you see the reaction of people you see that people support you so Keep up the amazing work. Just wanted to say huge thank you for what you're doing. And I was really happy to see this number you tweeted recently. I was like, wow, this is huge, especially during the market conditions, especially as you said, taking into account the fact that digital fashion is, I don't know, maybe a couple of thousand of people right now in Web3 space. And I do believe it would be really accurate. People who are actually active, people who are actually doing something in the space, which is not a lot at all, but you are here, you are innovating. I feel like since we have the fashion audience gathered here today, it would be great to give some context about the way how we connected with you, because it was a very beautiful day and wonderful event organized by hollywood if you remember back in paris we managed to connect with you at the fashion brunch that hollywood uh, organized after her event and i do believe that back then you had this very limited collection of 100 pieces digital variables that you were Mm -hmm. giving away in envelope to attendees and friends during NFT Paris week. And I do believe that it took you about two days just to give it away, not just to someone, but some of the biggest representatives and people out there. Shout out to all of them. And I was one of these lucky ones. I was one of uh, this 100 people who got your digital variable. It took me a while, though. Uh, I should be honest (laughs) with you. It took me... Uh, to be more precise, about two months to open it. <laughs> yeah, as you know, how it works always. But when I open it, and I opened it last week, I was really happy mm-hmm. with what I saw because that was the exact wearables that you were showing uh, off on me when we were back in Paris. And I'm holder of it. I absolutely love it. And if you go to the tweet, you will see that a lot of people who already knew you before, who already collected some of your pieces, they were wondering, wow, you have this AR piece. I thought that all of your pieces are digital in the form of uh, Mm -hmm. NFT, uh, which you cannot wear on yourself. But once again, thanks to 010, thanks to the innovations that you brought on chain out there, I'm able to wear it right now. I'm able to showcase it to people. So I just wanted to set this context to people. How did we connect? It was at one of the best Web3 events out there, and it was during the fashion branch when you actually 
connected me with your work after a couple of uh, words that we exchanged with you. And that's actually the way how I learned about what you do and how you do. And if you saw the title of today's space, it says digital behind the curtain of digital passion. I know that you are a true workaholic when it comes to perfection. I have been to a couple of your Twitch streams. I have been following your work process in detail. So what I really want to discuss with you today is to dive deeper into what's the work process of successful and well-known, and I do believe that's exactly how I can describe you, well-known DG fashion artist look like. Can you share with us what are you looking at right now? I do believe that you are at your uh, working space. So you have multiple <laughs> screens out there. You have a big mic. You have different cameras. Uh, you have keyboards. You have everything to create this magic. So describe to us what is in front of you and how your working process look like. Yeah, sure. And you're absolutely right. I am by my work desk. I call this room that I'm in my little home cave. Um, it is where I create all my digital fashion. And to create digital fashion, all you really need is a computer, which is great. So, yes, I do many, many things in digital fashion. I am currently, I've got my desk, I've got monitors, I've got a mic as well, because I also record videos and I'm quite passionate about educating people about digital fashion. So I've got, as you said, I, I stream every week on Twitch to, to showcase my process. I create YouTube videos. I have my own Patreon channel to teach people how to get into digital fashion or what to do and like the techniques or even just like industry advice. So I'm quite passionate on that front because there are not a lot of digital fashion artists or digital fashion creatives in this space so that is what i do in my spare time if i'm not making arts but if i am making an art and i find it hard because um i wasn't always an artist i started off as a designer uh, of course graphic design and then motion design so i used to always do oh, I, I came from a design background really and so i feel like I slowly as not I came into all. this web free... not surprising <laughs> as I came through this web free space and as I started to realize that creating my own personal work resonated with people and people actually appreciated what I was putting out in the world just for myself instead of always designing for clients or for brands I started to change my label I would say instead of a designer I'm also an artist and what that really means, especially as a digital fashion designer or artist, is that I am creating things that expresses my identity, it expresses my character and my style, I suppose. And, that, you know, with fashion in general, it's all about your character, your confidence. And it's not just only what you wear, but how you present yourself, right, as a person. And so digital fashion really became the medium for me to express all of that. And you will see that within my work is that I've got a certain style. I've got a certain look that when if you were to look through my portfolio, you can recognize what my work looks like. And if anybody else wants to become a digital fashion artist as well or creator, that is what I would. That's my recommendation to you is find something that is your style and then you can 
uh, I suppose, get people to start recognising your own art style and recognise that the work is yours. And there's just so much space in digital fashion right now because there's not a lot of us who do it. So um, if you guys are interested, you could always put your stamp out in the digital fashion space right now. As I said before, I do believe that you are a true perfectionist when it comes to finalizing the details. The video that I just pinned shows how much time, how much pressure, how much determination it takes for you to make everything looks perfect. And uh, in a couple of seconds, I'm going to pin the tweet, uh, you remember, a couple of weeks ago, where people were guessing whether this is digital fashion or real fashion uh, clothes piece that is on you. Are you getting bored or tired of the work process sometimes? And if so, since I do believe it happens sometime, what happens you to get back into focus? What happens? Uh, what helps you to get back into this hard work mode? Yeah, process. I mean, digital fashion is not a straight process. I use at least five different programs to create my pieces, which is a lot. And I really wish that it was a more streamlined or easier type of way to create digital fashion. And I'm hoping in the future that AI can help simplify some of the, the pipeline of how I create my digital fashion pieces. But yeah, there are some times where I do feel unmotivated and I think that's completely normal as a, as a creative because you can't be full-on creative all the time. And what I find myself doing is that I have a mixture of things that I do within my work and that is either I'm creating NFT art, either I'm working on a client project or either I'm creating content for my educational channels. So if I feel like I am not feeling like creatively at my best, sometimes I just switch to maybe working for clients for a while, or maybe I actually switch to just making edu educational content. And that's how I get about from not burning out or not feeling motivated because once you, if you're just trying to keep like, go, 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 next project, next project, and you, you just don't stop, your creativity is really just going to suffer. And so I try to keep a balance between all the things that I do in my career. And here I have a very interesting question, in my opinion. Uh, I would love to ask you, since you said that the whole working process for you, and I know it because I know you in person, the whole working process for you is about learning, about educating people, about explaining things, about exploring things at the end of the day. So how much of this work process would you say you're dedicating to exploring new things, let's say trying new verticals, innovating the space, and how much time of this is still focused to this consistent development of your portfolio, something that you know how to do right now and something that you need to showcase to the world to highlight your expertise. Because I do believe this is a question that a lot of people at reaching your level are facing. You have this dilemma, whether you work on what you are the best at right now and you just showcase why you are number one, why you are the top 10 of uh, digital fashion artists out there, or 
you choose other paths where you want to be the trailblazer, where you want to be the innovator. And the reason I ask you, because I feel that both of these characters are inside of you, but at a certain period of time, you need to pick which one are you. So that's basically what I'm asking right now. Oh, this dilemma. And it's something I'm thinking about constantly. My goodness. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, um, yes, there are some moments in my career where I feel like I have been outputting at my best with things that I know and, you know, the things that I'm polished with, I'm comfortable with, and I'm just like going, uh, posting all my work like that. And then there are some times where I feel like, okay, now there's like these new technologies or these new programs or there's a new feature in this program that I could use within my work. Now I could spend some time learning that and trying something new, but it's going to take me a longer time than just outputting something that I'm really comfortable with. And so I'm having, I suppose, I try to balance that as well. But what I would say at this current moment, I'm finding that I have probably peaked at what I do know in my current knowledge. And once I feel like I've peaked and like I, I just can't, like in my workflow, I'm comfortable, that's when I start branching out and I start looking to see, okay, is there anything else I can learn that is new to keep improving what I'm doing? Or like, could I try something new in a new technology? It could be like with AR or VR or like in these virtual worlds, I could, could I combine that with digital fashion? Or could I just learn something to improve my workflow? Maybe something in 3D or in these digital fashion programs. So I feel like at this point currently, today <laughs> is I, I'm looking at um, probably learning something new to just keep uh, yeah improving myself because the thing about this tech uh, just the thing about this industry is based on tech digital fashion is essentially tech right uh, or fashion in a combination of tech so if you don't constantly learn or improve yourself within the programs that you use or with, with the technologies and if you don't keep up then you're just going to get left behind you got it here, guys. Steffi Funk is a trailblazer. She's the innovator in this space. It's all about taking the risks. It's all about trying new things. And I absolutely love it because if you ask me a couple of minutes ago, most probably that would be the way how I would describe you looking at all these pieces that you launched in a couple of late uh, last months. And I do believe exactly for the reason that you are innovating in the space, exactly for the reason that you're a trailblazer out there, people come to you, people want to work with you, people acknowledge your expertise. But just before we jump deeper into your expertise in digital fashion and Web3 space, I would love to take a step back as we do it always here on Origins XYZ, to, step, to take a step back into your passion for fashion in general. You shared with us a little story of you learning about digital fashion from some of the best out there early in your career, but you haven't shared the story behind you falling in love with fashion. Were you a kid who was raised in family where fashion was a thing? Or how have you explored this unlimited world of fashion for yourself? 
Yeah, for sure. I, it's funny because I don't come from a fashion background, which is why when I first got started in this space, I felt this huge imposter syndrome because I thought if I was to call myself a digital fashion designer, I must know all the fashion history, all the fashion brands, all the luxury fashion brands and designers and God knows. Um, but it's not the case, really. And what's really is interesting about digital fashion is that anyone can get into it. And in terms of comparing it to the actual fashion industry, you don't have to have all the prestige and the connections and you know anyone can do it and that's the thing that I like about digital fashion it's very new it's and it's very open to anyone who who is willing to get into the space but I suppose growing up as a kid I would say yes I have been interested in fashion but it wasn't ever my dream to become like a fashion designer I think it I was influenced by my mum who's quite fashionista and uh, she would always, you know, have all of these fashion magazines and, you know, she, we would always go shopping and, you know, look at clothes and, you know, try different types of styles of fashion. And I think just doing that in my spare time and having that influence from my mum probably subconsciously influenced me to look and analyse people's clothing. And that's especially when I'm watching a film, if I'm watching a music video, if I'm out and about, I always tend to analyze what people are wearing. Like I look at their shoes, I look at what their bags, what bags they're wearing. And it's just something that I only realized when I become an adult that I'm quite into fashion, but I didn't realize it. So it was quite a subconscious thing. I love hearing that. That's, that's basically... In my humble opinion, the way how you learn about the space is the most. When you're new to it and you're afraid what you need to do, how you need to do, you learn by yourself and by finding like-minded people. Uh, a few of them were already mentioned earlier in the space today. You learn how to innovate in this space. And when you don't have this, let's say, limitations and specific shortcuts of how you should do it, you find a way how I would prefer to do it. What is the best way for me to do it? And that's exactly where this term innovation comes. And I do believe that's the case uh, for you for sure. I do believe that to start our conversation of Steffi being a huge person in the Web3 space, I just need to acknowledge the fact that you recently made it to NFT now, 100 list. Is it true? Yes, that's right. Yes, that's um, right. I was not expecting it. <laughs> I, I did. I did expect, to be frank, because I know that a lot of our common friends voted for you. And the reason why I want to start our conversation about three space with this huge, huge announcement, nothing less, is because of the fact that Last year, if you remember, the only person who was at NFT Now Gala, I mean in 2022, that was Megan Casper. No surprises, she made it to the list this year, and I do believe she'll make it to the list in the next 10, 20 years, continuing the work that she's doing and empowering digital artists, creators, designers out there. But 